real estate is the field of network, you know, and, and referral sources and things like that as well. You know, so at that time it was a team, you know, and me, I'm saying these guys, okay, they're doing great. You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discuss the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. The We Love Equity Show is brought to you by Azria. Widely recognized as an outstanding resource for real estate investors with exceptional education, networking, and support, along with profit-enhancing benefits and all aspects of real estate investing. Visit Asria at www.asria.org. That's visit Asria at www.azreia.org. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. We love equity real estate listeners. On today, I hope you're having a wonderful and awesome day because every day is a great day and an opportunity for you to do more than you did the day before. So on today, I want to share a special guest with you. I want to share one of my close friends, partners, business associates, actually best friend um, who's working with me in real estate. I have uh, Reggie Buckner here on the podcast. So how you doing this morning, Reggie? Good morning. Good morning. Doing great, man. Happy Sunday to everybody. All right. All right. So Reggie, kind of give us your backstory, man, how we met briefly and let's make it real brief because people don't want to hear just about me and you, but they want to hear about how you got started in real estate. So how do we meet briefly? And then tell me your backstory. What did you do before real estate? Actually, uh, social services, but actually, uh, start from the beginning though, actually, uh, when we met, man, I think it was maybe 1995, 495, yeah, it was uh, interesting how we both have grown, you know, since then, you know, uh, prior to me being involved in real estate, you know, I was actually in social services, uh, but always had that, that uh, sense of, you know, and being intrigued by real estate, wanting to invest in real estate, real estate uh, had, a, had a good feel for it, you know. So, so what, what, what was that inspiration? What made you intrigued about real estate versus, let's just say, you know, something else. I know you, you have a social work background, you know, why not stay solely in social work? What, what was the intriguing factor about real estate? Well, honestly, um, when I was a little kid, um, raised by my granddad, um, he actually owns real estate, you know, so um, being influenced by him, you know, going with him to some of the different properties and things as well. He's actually owned a strip mall, you know, let alone a couple of uh, residential you know, family okay. home, you know, so being around him and that element, you know, and it's always, you know, a need for residency, you know, and then too, now with, with today's flips, designs and decors, you know, it's like, you know, you always feel good about being able to add your special touch, you know, to make someone feel special about their purchase, you know, and okay. actually their next home. Okay, great. So, so you, you had, you, 
initially had that itch because of your grandfather. He had the background in owning some property, commercial and residential real estate. Man, that's good because not everybody have an opportunity to kind of grow up and see the ins and outs. So why didn't you continue on that track that your grandfather started um, and then go into real estate? Because I know kind of talking before air, you, you told me about, you know, how your grandfather you know, had some problems with his real estate. So how did that affect you? Actually, so at that time, because I was very young, I think it became very discouraging for him because of the way the markets and things were changing, you know, um, at that time. So he didn't really remain like motivated in it and things like that, you know, as well. Me being so young, not knowing, you know, how the cycle of, of real estate in the market is always up and down, you know, so as it go down, it can't help but to go back up, you know, so, which is another part of my resilience is, is learning, you know, how to, which is something I wish I would have did, you know, back then, was learning how to just be able to hang in there, you know, yeah, um, yeah. and stay, and stay, stay with the pursuit of happiness. Right. Yeah. I mean, hindsight is always twenty twenty. you know, it's, especially as we get older, we look back and say, yeah, shoulda, woulda, coulda, you know, and oh, one of, one of the old school sayings is people used to say, you know, if, if was a fifth, we all be drunk. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, so you saw your grandfather get into real estate. We met in college, kind of fast forward, man, you were doing social work. What, what, how did you get back into real estate? Actually, you, you yourself was a, was a great uh, motivator and, and, and inspiring individual you know, to show that things are possible, you know, okay. anything is possible because there's always been like some in and outs, you know, as far as me still trying to, you know, pursue some of my goals, but maybe it just wasn't the right connections, you know, gotcha. um, with, with that specific leadership, you know, Okay. Um, but at the same time, you know, I guess, you know, when some people see that, you know, you're dedicated, consistent with it though, then it's like, okay, well, Hey, Give you a shot. Okay. Cause I know before um, in college and actually before I had started doing things in real estate, you were working with the team or trying to get up started with the team and things didn't quite go the way you wanted. Kind of what happened there? Because that could have been a big discouraging factor, you know, getting back well, into real estate. Actually, that was uh, a big discouraging factor. Uh -huh. um, at, at that point as well too though because that was me independently you know trying to be on my own and I mean we real estate is the field of network you know and, and referral sources and things like that as well you know so at that time it was a team you know and me I'm saying these guys okay they're doing great you know and uh, I'm listening they're telling me you know okay cool so I actually had a when I was actually down in college okay you know but then it was like you know what they say is in the dark they say always come to light because some things were not really working out right you know, for uh, a lot of the buyers down there, you know, um, you know, to the point where, I mean, some individuals actually, even as a consequence, was incarcerated, you know, behind oh, wow. some okay. you know, the, the scam and the foul play, you know, okay. because I mean, just, just flat out, you have some that was, you know, yeah, I'm gonna get you a home and I'm gonna get you three to $6,000 in your pocket, you know, well, throughout that, that transaction, they had actually taken out the equity yeah, they may have given them the three to five dollars, you know, but where'd the rest of that money go? You know, so now you mm -hmm. have, you know, college 
students, you know, who are actually trying to, you know, make power moves for them and their mature growth, you know, but at the same time with swindling, now they have like $140,000, $150,000 debt, you know. Wow. Okay. Home that, that may have cost maybe no more than, I'm going to say 50 max. Okay. You know? Wow. So, so yeah. And, and a lot of people get caught up in that, you know, the scams and everything like that with real estate, because, because they are out there. So man, it was a good thing that you didn't, you were able to see the writing on the wall and was able to say, you know what, this is not the right team that I want to be on the right leadership. I want to be up under. So kind of going forward, man, tell us about, you know, you were doing social work and everything like that. Me and you, you were, kind of seeing what I was doing. And you said, Hey, you know what? I want to want to kind of jump in. Tell us about that first deal, man. Speak to those people that are, are trying to get that first deal that is trying to move forward. You know, they may be in a career path that they don't like it thought they did like, and now they're saying, you know what? I need to do something different. Tell us about that first deal. Actually, I'll tell you about my first two experiences, okay. you know, because again, here I am, you know, I'm, I'm very ambitious. I'm motivated. Okay, yeah, all right, I'm in. I got my shot. I got my chance. I got my opportunity. I'm excited, right? You know, so it was like the, the, the first potential deal, right? It didn't really quite work out so well in the end, you know, long okay. story short. What we happened? Trying, what, I, well, yeah, what happened? We, um, it was, there, was a, there was a gentleman who, who was a seller on the east side of Chicago. And so, you know, we were... Um, Going back and forth a little bit with the numbers, you know, with him. In the end, we, 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 us being us, were really trying to work with him. But at the same time, too, his numbers was not working out for our numbers, you know. So okay. in the end, that deal didn't, it didn't work, you know, sadly. But at the same time, you know, we were to part ways. Everything was okay at that. But as far as, like, somebody who's jumping in, like, man, man, you know, you always want to hit a home run your first time up the bat, you know. But yeah. that's not all. It's possible, you know, you may be taking a few swings, you know, but mm -hmm. actually with that being said, the second swing, you know, was actually a closer, you know, and and I, I've never been like one to like get down so easily and things like that. I wasn't, you know, it was just, okay, next, you know, and okay. so. With, so, with so, so real quick, Reggie, speak on that, because a lot of people, when they getting started and they think they have a seller on the line that they're about to close the deal and it don't go through, it becomes very, very deflating. So what what can you tell them that they need to do in order to to pursue and keep pushing forward? Oh, just simply that, you know, keep pushing forward, you know, and just have that understanding. Again, as I said prior, though, you know, with the market, like being up and down, sometimes you have sellers up and down. I mean, we've had situations where we've been involved with a seller for like a whole entire year, you know, before we was able to actually, you know, close the deal. You know with them you know and that's and that's 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 not uncommon and i talk to a lot of people about that you know they think okay i spoke to the seller immediately the next you know week or two they should be ready to sell but like you said that follow-up is very very important it can be it could take a year following up with somebody in order to get them to sell the follow-up is mandatory you know it's very very important because it also with the consistencies of the, of the uh, sellers' families that you may be, you know, working with, you know, actually for them, sometimes being very hesitant themselves because you're still running to a lot of that, yep. you know, um, uh, seller's remorse, you know, type thing, you know, where they want to sell, don't want to sell, you know, not sure about selling. Then they have these attachments to them and things like that as well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, having that rapport, then they become, 
more comfortable, you know, with you, you know, as as investor, as a buyer, as an individual, first and foremost, you know, to where they actually um, able to have that trust, you know, within making the right decision, you know, for things to be able to move forward, you know. And one of the, one of the things that I was impressed with you and working with you, yes, we're best friends and people always say, you know, don't go on a business, you know, with family and friends. But one of the things that I noticed about you was you always had that tenacity. You know, you would you would always push forward and move forward. Yes, you take a second, you say, all right, that didn't work out down for 24 hours. All right, let's pick up. Let's go back to where we was at and let's keep it moving. And that's one of the things that's important for you guys that's listening is to make sure, you know, not every deal is going to get done. And you got to understand that if something falls between the cracks, something messes up, you just got to pick up and keep moving. I mean, just just this week, we had two deals that we thought that we were going to close. Boom, in and out. We come to find out they owed nearly a hundred thousand dollars in back back taxes so so you have those deals where you you know the seller they will say yes i'm ready to go and when you do that preliminary title report and search you find out oh okay this is the reason real reason why they want to sell tell us about tell us about man that that first deal you actually closed give us the backstory on that initially it was um the children of the seller, you know, who actually uh, reached out to us, you know, because they were trying to help their mom out, you know, with selling a home initially. So we thought they were trying to help their mom out um, for selling a home. So the day I go by there, you know, to do the walkthrough, you know, and lay some eyes on the home, you know, to see the potential for us, you know, meeting everyone. I mean, it was, it was really nice initially and pleasant, you know, but somehow two different numbers you know, that were in request. You know, the children had a different number. And uh, when I actually spoke with the owner, you know, of which is the mother, you know, mm-hmm. of the home, you know, she actually gave me a, a different number and a lower number, you know, and it wasn't a swindle number, you know, proposed by me at all. It was actually just flat out what she said herself. You know, because that's what she was at, you know, just going ahead. And she didn't have sales remorse. She was attached from home. She was ready to go, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, of course, you know, you have those kind of situations. I've had those experiences uh, uh, as well, too, where, it's, you know, you have the family involved, you know, yep. who's actually not the seller, whose name's not on the D, whose name's not on anything, really, though. But, you know, they're all trying to work together so everybody can get a little piece of the pie. You know, however, though, actually, she was very pleasant about everything, you know, and we were actually able to close that, you know, and that was a wholesale, you know, and actually, uh, even the ones who bought it, though, to this day, it still looks really, really nice, though, because the home had great, great bonus of potential. So, so basically, guys, just to kind of bring you up to speed, Reggie does a lot of project management and walks properties and things like that for our team. So, we always get on the phone. We talk with the seller. We have our callers talk with the sellers. And, and one, one of the things we try and do is we try and extract the number from the seller. We try and say, okay, perfect world, perfect scenario. You know, you moving on to the next step. What is that number that you absolutely need to net in order for you to feel comfortable with this transaction? And we don't say right. what you want to get because everybody want to get a million dollars for the house, but the house may only be worth you know, 150. 
So she initially gave a number. And then when you went to the property, you met with a family member. I think it was a daughter or something like that. It was the daughter. Okay. Yeah. And they gave a totally different number. A much totally higher, different number. <laughs> so, so what did you do in that instance? Because now you got two different numbers. You, you're basically kind of working with two different people. What did you do when she gave you that number? I mean, it was simple. Actually, though, the only number that really matters is the, the number from the owner, you know, mm -hmm. um, the the one who has the, the name on the, you know, uh, appropriate documents for owning the home. That's the number that really only mattered, though. You know, um, I didn't even entertain any numbers with the, the children at all. You know, I mean, okay. I was still cordial, you know, and, and, and things like that. You know, I mean, again, we still parted, you know, everybody's smiling, you know. Um, very comfortable in the situation, you know, and then after, you know, the seller and I had agreed, you know, with the number that she had said, I mean, it was just, okay, let's go ahead and put things in motion, you know, contract to you, don't to sign it, you know, and move forward. Okay. So kind of, kind of staying with that theme there, you're, you're going out to the property for the first time, you're meeting the family. When you're out there on that property inspection and walkthrough, Tell us exactly what you're looking for. For those people that that may be going out, they don't, they don't, they're not a contractor, don't have a contractor's background or anything mm -hmm. like that. Kind of walk us through your process of walking through. Initially, when I was first walking in, it's the feel, you know, what type of feel you get walking into the home. And that feel can go both ways, you know. What time do you what what type of feel do you get initially, you know, walking in the home? And then also what type of feel can you put? into this home, you know, to support future okay. people. You know, now as I'm going down specifics though, you know, of course, you know, we check windows, you know, we check an electrical, we check plumbing, you know, you know, even though also, cause some of the whole old homes are old. So, you know, you want to be aware of like, you know, asbestos and things like that as well too, you know, and that's like a lot of exterior work, you know, foundation, foundation leaks on the interior, you know, making sure that from the exterior again, that. Oh, and you're looking at some like the trim around this, any separation, you know, any trees, you know, any roots that may be going toward the foundation. But what type of updating, you know, may need to be, you know, if any at all, though, sometimes you may get lucky, you know, where you may just have, as we would say, painted lipstick, you know, some touch ups, you know, but, you know, for an investor who's looking to flip, first and foremost, you're looking to see how much the cost would be, you know, for ARVs, you know, when, when you start to get into your rehab. You okay. Um, so how important is, is, and this may be a, a facetious question, but, you know, kind of arriving, are you looking at the block? You looking at the neighborhood, you know, kind of, because you're, you're doing this in Chicago. So, you know, it's block by block, neighborhood by neighborhood, it can be a drastic change. So what are you looking as far as in that neighborhood also? Well, I'll tell you the truth. First, Initially, before I even go to the property, I circle around the neighborhood, you know, actually block for block, you know, let alone the community itself. You know, I'm trying to see what conveniences there are, you know, okay. um, if any, you know, and how nearby, how close, you know, seeing if they, you know, have like the common things, you know, schools, you know, grocery stores, um, convenience stores, strip malls, things like that as well, too. And also being in Chicago, you always also are looking for areas that are able to support like um, public transport, uh, people who take public transportation, you know, okay, who can be through public transportation, you know, so those are also kind of vital as well. You know, so, um, go ahead. So, so real quick, let's let's debunk one of the myths that we always hear, because 
Midwest and specifically Chicago always get a bad rap and they always say, well, you know, it's so much gang violence is shooting and everything like that. Kind of because you're in the heart of the city, kind of what are you seeing when you're going into these neighborhoods? You know, is it, you know, people on the corner with their pants down and things like that, or kind of, kind of give us, give us the real scoop of what you're seeing out there. Well, first, like really Chicago, as, as we always say, it's, it's, it's pocket town all around throughout the whole city, man. You can have, you know, so many square miles where it's beautiful and things like that. You can go on the divide out, but you can go across the street this way, that way. And, and you'll have, a whole totally different feel, you know, within the community, you know. So mm-hmm. as I'm even driving to the location, you know, my whole, let's say my last maybe three to five miles, you know, if that, let alone, you know, a good strong five mile square radius, you know, circling around through the neighborhood, which really only takes one mile as you're getting closer and closer and closer to their home just to kind of see what the feel is. You know, if there isn't any type of inappropriate activities, you know, that are going in these neighborhoods, you know, because at the same time too, if it is, that actually makes it even challenging for us. You think about when people are looking to buy, buy, I just rent, you know, those right. kind of different scenarios, you know, when people are looking to buy, you're looking to buy and what type of area, you know, where it's going to be somewhat peaceful, um, you know, maybe a little busy, but at the same time, you're comfortable. You know, you're not having to worry about a lot of things that's going on in Chicago right now, you know, but those are also factors just in general, you know, beyond Chicago, just to look for, you know, what type of community activities, you know, as well Mm -hmm. too, though, you know, that you may even see going on, you know, within the neighborhoods. Okay. Okay. So, and this is coming from somebody that's been doing this now for what, what would we say about four or five years? Probably about that. Um, actually strong four or five years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, actually, actually the, the, the first two years actually longer than that. Okay. All right. Perfect. Perfect. So now kind of, so you talked about what you look for when you're going in through a home inspection. How is that conversation that you're having with the seller or with the seller's representatives, kids or whatever, when you're going through the home? What exactly are you, what's, what's the conversation flow with them? Well, uh, more so trying to get some, as much information as possible about the home. Okay. You know? And, 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 and the way I do it, I let them tell their stories, you know, because most of the time, you know, these are people who've owned a home for 20 plus years, you know, and some may have been, you know, even 50 years from their childhood life, you know, to them actually, you know, taking over the home as well, too, you know, and, and, and I get in respect, you know, the sentiment of value, you know, uh, of that part, you know, but I'm more so listening for what has been updated, what okay. needs to be updated what needs to be replaced you know those are those important type of things that you really you know trying to obtain you know out of them for example you know how old is the furnace you know the the hvac system period you know the roof you know plumbing and things like that you know for for us as investors you know those are those you know important you know common things that you want to know you know as far as again like i said what's the updating recent updates you know has been done you know or you know just really trying to you know seek out that motivation for selling 
know. Right. There you go. There you go. So one of the one of the key things that I always tell people, I mean, Reggie, you can attest to this, is always ask those open-ended questions. Go into the property, you know, even if it's a telephone call. Hey, how you doing? Is there anything that I need to know about the property? Or kind of walk me through the property. And then you just ask them, hey, I noticed a water stain over, over there. You know, tell me about this water stain on the roof. What happened there? You know, and mm-hmm. they'll say, well, the, the, the bathtub overflowed, da, 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 da. And then you can then further go into it. Okay, well, then did you guys have to have the insurance company to come out and replace things? Or did you just let it dry up? Mm-hmm. So when you're asking those open-ended questions, you know, just have it conversational. And because you don't want to go in as an inspector, hey, how old was your roof? How old is this? How old is that? You know, no, you, no. Can, you don't want to intimidate anyone. And things. You kind of actually just kind of, you know, probe it in the sense where, you know, hey, so tell me about the home, you know. Yep. And as you're going along, you know, you just kind of pitch, you know, uh, those certain needed questions that, <laughs> that we need to know. Okay. You know? All right. So. Let's take a brief break, hear a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Reggie's transition from what he was doing as far as walking the properties, which he still do that, but now to more so working with the contractors on a back end with the flip. So we'll be right back. Let's hear a word from our sponsors and we'll be back with Reggie. Finding real estate deals can be a challenge, but with Batch Leads, it doesn't have to be. Batch Leads has created a one-stop solution for all your real estate needs. So you can find more sellers, close more deals, and maximize revenue. Batch Leads offers a comprehensive suite of lead-generating tools that cover text messaging, skip tracing, finding comps, and much more. Batch Leads help you simplify, manage, and organize all your data in one place. Batch will help you stack your lists and identify properties that appear on multiple lists and have multiple distress indicators. These sellers are likely to be highly motivated and eager to sell. Get the most powerful and complete lead generation platform in the industry. Locate sellers, buyers, and lenders nationwide in seconds. Go to batchlead.io and use promo code WELOVEEQUITY. All right, guys, welcome back. We are here with Reggie, Reginald Buckner, who is based out of Chicago, and he's actually a part of our team, one of my partners there in that market. And I have personally seen the transition go from never doing a deal, working with me to now closing multiple deals. And now he's transitioned into working with contractors on the back end on our flips. So we just completed a couple of flips. So tell me, Reggie, how do you go through the process of vetting contractors and finding contractors? Because that's honestly one of the hardest things is you know, how do you know if this is a quality contractor? Well, again, you know, in, in the field of, of network, you know, that's pretty much how it is, you know, your referrals, but also to like, let's say, you know, you, you, you got someone, you know, cause it's, it's like a big circle of us, you know, you know, somebody who's doing some things over here, you know, somebody who's, you know, doing a few flips over there and things, you know, and so as you're looking, you know, and if, if you're walking into that home and you're able to say, wow, this looks really nice. Oh my God. You know, I love the floors. I like the detail, you know, yada, 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 you know, Hey, um, who's the guy that did your work? Yeah. You know, and so there it goes right there. You know, now you have one referral, you know, and then it goes to another because, you know, we kind of like, you know, a little diversity, you know, and things. So, you know, you try someone else, you know, give them an opportunity, you know. And then it's like certain things that you look for, you know, because you may like the way one do one thing and another does uh, something else, you know. 
Okay. Okay. So really a lot of it is through networking and referrals. The most of it is through networking and referrals. And again, like I said, unless you know you're able to actually lay your eyes specifically on something. And then when you do it, I mean, that that just kind of prompts that question, like, oh, who did the work? You know, because everyone when you when you like you you see something that you like, you know, it's can I get them to do it for me? Right, right. And I always tell people it's nothing new under the sun, you know, especially when you're getting into fix and flipping, you're always on your phone or your computer. You're looking at projects that's going on in the area. And like you said, hey, I like the way they did this accent wall and this property. And then you may talk to your contractor. Hey, man, can you do something like this? They all mm-hmm. no problem. No problem. We could definitely do that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing's never a problem. Yeah, with a contractor, nothing is never a problem. Um, <laughs> especially if you if you have the money, then they'll say, Oh, yeah, we can get it done, boss. There's, there's no problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so so Reggie, when you're when you're project managing a flip, a person look for when working with the contractor. So let's just say you're in the midst of doing a project and you're working with this contract contractor. What are you going in? What are you looking for before you get to that finished product? You know, that, that the finished work, you know, let's just say if you are doing a demo and you're, you're, you're going through and the yeah. contractors all because the contractors, they love to talk. They're going to say, Hey, we can do this. We can do that. What exactly are you looking for when you're walking through these properties? The workflow initially okay. the workflow as i'm working with them so let's say that you know a contractor say that okay yes uh, i can do it for this price you know i can get it done and let's just say hypothetically two months right so that's roughly 60 days okay okay so as, as i'm going you know week to week you know you know to lay my eyes on it if you're i'm trying to see the progression you know like are we going to be able to meet you know our deadline. Also, the assembly of the crews, you know, are you a one, two, three man crew, you know, or do you have a team, you know, because it's it's super great when you have a team because you have, you know, that start to finish with the gut, you know, the framing, you know, then it's what's next, you know, plumbing, what's next, electric, you know, so I'm I'm looking for that, that flow, you know, because it's like, for me, you know, you love to see, you know, completion week by week by week, you know, there you go. Uh, versus you know some things get stagnant i mean of course you always run into some things but you know not three weeks and it's we still doing plumbing you know three weeks right. we still doing framing you know those type of things you know so that's why i said i'm always looking for that workflow you know because okay. you know for a contractor you know to call me and say okay we got this done and next week we're doing this great you know yeah. so things moving what they say according to plan right along Right, you know. just making sure they yeah. sure they hit those timelines. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and at the same time too, though, although I mean you're moving fast, but I also want to make sure that it's efficient as well. My character, our character, you know, we want to put out you know great quality. You know, like you yeah, have yeah. some, you know, just throw stuff together and things, you know. But we want to put out good quality, you know, because again, you know, someone who's buying is going to be their home, you know, so you want them to be comfortable and feel like that, you know, that they're secure in their home. Okay. All right. So what is just kind of give us like, what, what was the surprise that you that you encountered with a contract and you like, OK, we didn't budget for this, but what what is it? What do we need to do to get it right so we can get this property back on track? Well, you know, even 
us. And I think that was something I had to learn too, though, where everybody numbers can be off, you know, so you may, you know, kind of guesstimate, you know, it may only take roughly um, 70,000, you know, but then when you actually start getting into it, because you sometimes you don't know, well, really, you don't know what's behind those walls, you know, but sometimes you get into some situations to where it's, when you do get behind those walls, it costs you uh, a couple of extra more thousands, you know, of dollars and things like that. So, so it's so like- give us, give us an example of one that you ran into. Actually, I could say it for both, for both flips, you know, again, behind the walls, plumbing. But with the first one that we had, there was something with the bathroom, something with the plumbing within the bathroom, but the wall itself got busted over like four times, you know, because- yeah. You know, they addressed the issue, thought it was fixed, addressed it again, you know, thought it was fixed. So, I mean, it took a total of four times, you know, to get it actually right. And one you was know, like two home. days before closing. <laughs> that that was that one. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so, you know, I don't, I don't, they really finally, I give them some credit though, but they had to go, I think actually that wall into another wall, bust the two walls, as a matter of fact, you know, just kind of fixed up, fixed that problem, you know, and I give them guys credit though. They did it and got it, you know, ready for close. And then the next, the next one, you never know until it rains. So when it rains, they say <laughs> it really does pour, <laughs> you know, so here we are, you know, feeling like, you know, excited, you know, with the progression that we made. Okay, cool. You know, the, the final touch-up stage, you know, so we can go ahead and stage and go ahead and, and, and list, right? Yep. And then all of a sudden, when it rained, it did pour because we ended up getting some water in the basement, you know, to where we had to take out, you know, not a piece of a wall, like the whole list, you know, of the wall mm-hmm. inside the basement, you know, because again, you don't want to just do patchwork. You really want to find out where the source is coming from, you know. And so, you know, we took care of it. We addressed it, you know, inside and out, you know. But again, it's like, you know, you feel like you're at the end of that tunnel. Well, yeah. you may have a little more tracks to go. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, but just guys, you know, just just hang in there, you know, and um, you know, in the end, it's still worth the fight. You know, it's just that I think. You know, for us as investors, though, you know, sometimes, you know, it hits your pocket because it's like, wow, I got to come out more thousand, got to come out a couple more, I got to come out, got to come out, come out, you know, which can be discouraging. But you're always thinking about the end game, you know, what's the value, you know, right. and, and, and me finishing in the completion, you know, of the project, you know. And you, um, and you still got to get the project done no matter what. So. Yes, it's not like you're going to patch up the wall and leave it like it is, you know, because integrity and good craftsmanship is always first and foremost. So, Reggie, we're going to put you on a hot seat real quick, man. We're going to put Reggie on a hot seat starting starting over, man. What would you do differently? Uh, Starting over, I wish I would have started earlier at at, at this point. Can continue, continue where we are. You know, again, uh, you just understand, like I said, the market's up and down. So it's, I think maybe spread out more, you know, on the investment side, you know, because, you know, we've we, we've done a, a bit on the south side of Chicago, you know, but again, you know, we are Chicago. So I think it's just expanding, you know, and, and being more open to different parts of their markets, you know, you know, north side, west side, you know, and then also in our suburban areas as well, you know. Okay. So I, I think it's just for me. Just expanded, you know. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then what do you believe is one characteristic every high producing investor should have? Patience and dedication. 
Okay. Patience, patience and dedication. You know, because again, like I said, you know, everyone wants to hit a home run, you know, first the bat, then, you know, it does, you know, get a little, I guess, frustrating or overwhelming, you know, because it's like things not working, things not working, things not working, but then all of a sudden, boom, you know, yeah. um, you, you catch the right one and then, or you start catching a slew up, mm-hmm. you know, you know, so mo- mo- first and foremost is, is of course your ambition and your dedication, but yet definitely need patience. Okay. So in parting, man, we're going to wrap this all up, tie it all together in parting. Um, give us a few words of encouragement for those people that may be at that wall or they at the plate and they just trying to swing home runs every time. What would you tell them real quickly, real briefly, give them some words of encouragement that they can take away from this podcast and understand, Hey, you know what? I need to keep, keep going. Well, first I say, trust your heart. You know, okay. if it was in your heart when you first got into it anyway, you know, trust your heart. You know, um, consistent. if you think about like, you know, let, let's just say celebrities, you know, for that, for that uh, fact, you know, not every initial first song was a hit song, you know, movie was a hit movie and things, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, just stay, you know, true to your heart, you know, your passion, just that you really have a passion for it, you desire, you know, stay consistent and things will work out, you know, uh, along with like doing your due diligence, you know, you know, uh, following up, you know, reading on certain things, you know, communicating, networking, definitely is a must, you know, because sometimes when you network, you never know what you may just come across, which might have been exactly what you was looking for. You okay. know? So again, I definitely say, you know, stay true to your heart, you know, trust your heart. All right, guys, you have it. There you go. Reggie says, stay true to your heart. Stay true to your passion. If it's something that you truly want to do, just get after it and stick with it. Reggie, man, I really appreciate it. This was, this was actually, I wanted to get you as a team member on here, man, just to talk to people so they can see, hey, how it went from, yeah, I kind of want to do real estate. I was thinking about it, had some, some bad turns back in the days. And now it's like, all right, Marcus, I kind of see what you're doing, man. What do I need to do in order to, to kind of do and mimic what you're doing so I can get back into real estate? So I wanted to bring you on. I really appreciate it, brother, for you being here, man. And I'll let you enjoy the rest of your morning and your day. I kind of got you up a little bit early to do this. <laughs> you got it. You got it, man. So we love equity listeners. Remember, you can find all of this this information, this podcast on all your Apple Apple products, um, everywhere you can find podcasts and also on YouTube. And remember, you can always follow me on MRCS Maloney on Instagram, MRCS Maloney on Facebook. Reggie, you got any handles you want to share social media for people to follow you? I'm not at the moment right now, guys, but I definitely will be. A lot of things working. I have things on the platform coming to you So. All right. Okay. So remember to always, always, always enjoy the journey. All right, guys, that was Reggie Buckner. I wanted to bring him on. Funny story. We met back in college and always stayed real close, everything like that. And he was following me on Facebook and me and him would talk periodically, me being out here in Arizona, but being from Chicago and I was letting him know, hey, man, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. And um, he said, well, how can I do what you're doing? You know, I always had that hunger and that, hunger and that thirst for real estate. How can I do what you do? And 
one of the things that I did, I pulled them close and I said, hey, look, this is exactly what I'm doing. Laid everything out for him. And now, you know, he's doing multiple flips, working with us, you know, as a team, you know, going on some of our projects and things of that nature and really starting to hone his craft in the real estate space out there in Chicago. So I just want to thank Reggie again for being on the show. And guys, remember, if you can dream it, you can believe it, it's possible. That's one of the things that Reggie said. Follow your heart, get out there, and just start doing what you truly want to do. It will not happen overnight. It will not happen, you know, in a year or two, maybe. It's a long process. It's a tenuous process because, again, nature, the universe, God, he's going to challenge you, and he's going to say, okay, this is what you want to do. How determined are you in order to accomplish this goal? What are you going to put forth in order to make this happen? These are roadblocks you're going to face. Are you willing to overcome those roadblocks? Like Reggie said, it was times, you know, he would go out on appointments and nothing happened, constantly going out on appointments, you know, and I had to encourage him to say, hey, man, just keep going, keep going. It's going to pop. It's going to work for you, but you just have to keep going. So Guys, I'm here for you. Just wanted to share those words of encouragement with you. Remember, you can always, again, go to MRCS Maloney on IG and Facebook, on YouTube as well. And you can also go to my website, MarcusEMaloney.com. That's MarcusEMaloney.com. Download your free contract or speak with me personally. Get a free 15-minute consultation with me. I am starting to stop those consultations. I mean, I know I've been saying this for a while, but now everything has been so busy with what we're doing and the students that we're working with and the people that we're coaching along the way to where I really don't have the there's really time constraints on my time right now so you better get in now why the opportunity still lasts and then again we have some things that's going to be coming out on our platform that we can share where you can work directly with me you can work directly with another one of my partners as well if you're local here in arizona so those things will be coming soon within the next 30 to 60 days things will be launching so i look forward to working with you look forward to speaking with you and then if this podcast is providing value for you remember give us a five-star review follow us on instagram like us on facebook and then also subscribe to the youtube channel at mrcs maloney all right guys enjoy your day just wanted to be here for you once again it's marcus maloney the equity king here signing off thank you for listening to today's show i picked up some great actionable items and i'm sure you did as well if so let me know You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash MRCS Maloney, Twitter at MRCS Maloney, and of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guests as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com, also youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family. 
always enjoy the journey.